Right, so there we go. This is beautiful Monday evening right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM, your daily companion. Such an awesome privilege and honor to be spending the next hour with you, along with, of course, my guests. Uh, um, every first Monday of every month, I've got a Brenton Jerome yeah, with me. Uh, that being said, please remember to stay tuned. Uh, every Monday evening, I'm with you from 6 until 8 o'clock. And I'm um, 6 to 7, Pulpit Sports. 7 to 8, every first Monday, Brenton Jerome. Second Monday, who's at Psalm 11? Francois Boyce. And then every third Monday, uh, we've got... Chaplain Donnie Newman, and he brings a variety of guests into our show. And every fourth Monday of the month is Reverend Paul Coupe, and that without a doubt being one of the highlights of uh, our month with kingdom legislation and what goes on in the world around us, in politics, in uh, policies, in legislation, in how they're trying to uh, amend the Constitution for all of this woke agenda stuff. But anyway... Um, let me not rather go there. All right. That being said, it's time for us to go over to Filling the Gap. And um, I want to invite you to join us this evening. And, um, yeah, let me open up the WhatsApp lines, the Telegram lines, the SMS lines. You guys can join us. The entire activity feed is open here in front of me. So you guys can send me a WhatsApp, 0826572729. Let me repeat that, 0826572729, especially if you are a fan of the guests that I have in the studio with me tonight. Um, I'm a fan. Unfortunately, I can't WhatsApp myself. Anyway, you can do the WhatsApping for us, 0826572729. Let's start off by firstly just saying, Mr. Brenton Jerome, how are you? How are you, brother? I'm good. It's good to see you again. Uh, It's good to be back. Twice today. Mm. Like it. I can get used to it. Me too, eh? Huh? <laughs> you actually better? No? <laughs> how's, how's life? Good? It's a blessing. It's are, really a blessing. Are you keeping up? Yes, very much. I'm keeping up, trying to slow down a bit, but I just can't. Uh, I just can't slow down. Sounds like me. Yeah. Sounds like me. Uh, so I said word, importation. Importation. Yeah. yeah. Yes, you took, a, you took a wise wisdom word. Hey, it's the wisdom of God. I keep praying for that every oh, day. I love that. Yeah, scripture says we should strive to have the wisdom. Amen. Eh? Yes. Wisdom of Solomon. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, Solomon or Samuel? Uh, Solomon. Uh, Solomon, yeah. He could request anything, but he asked for wisdom. He didn't ask for wisdom to be successful or anything. He wanted to do wisdom, wisdom to do godly things. And that's what I... I think has made God so, so happy that he actually gave him more than what he asked for. Ja, um, goeienavond, jylle uit die prachtige kouwe Clarence Blessings, uh, Mariette van Seil. Hallo Mariette, dankie dat jy saam met ons keier en dankie dat, jy sê kouwe Clarence, ach, ek dink dit is een beeldskone Clarence, dankie dat jy saam met ons keier. Ondou, jy las hier van sy WhatsApp 0265727729, you can join the chat this evening. Um, Brenton, what's, um, what are you keeping up with the past week or two of your life? I have been doing a lot of studying. School holidays, but as I take this opportunity to study. I was blessed by the institution to study further, which is um, being a life coach and um, NLP. But I'm also doing what I always do. Help people, play people, um, 
doing a couple of video posting it on social media watch on my heart sharing the scripture slap it down because lord a picky sometimes i beat my alarm i wake up before my alarm and i'm like yeah when i can trek slap but i'm missing the kids so much i'm missing them so much eh? yeah it's weird i don't um i don't get to i don't get to switch off um uh. even if i try um I was up this morning. Uh, my wife was up. My wife is usually up around about quarter past four, half past half past four-ish, and then she leaves every single day at twenty to five. She <laughs> leaves. Well, not every single day, but then then I'm up. Then I'm up. I'm up. I'm when she comes home. I'm working. I can't even picture you as a light switch. I can't. Do me? Yeah. Why? Who come down on me? Red Bull should actually hire you. Why? <laughs> you always got wings. You always <laughs> always got wings. Okay. Anyway, you've got a guest for us this yeah. evening. Introduce our guest. Uh, this is a young man that um, I am so inspired. Every time I see him, he's passionate. He's full of wisdom. Uh, he reminds me of myself. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, there's so many things I can say, but. Two little words to explain who he is. Uh, this is Blade, Blade Abel. How are you, Blade? I'm good, thanks, and you, Boss Brenton. I'm blessed. Thank you for being here. We actually have you here for a topic, and this evening's topic is. But don't go to the topic yet. Oh, okay. Let's just first figure out who's Blade Abel. Blade, yeah. who's Blade? We shouldn't assume that everybody knows him, Pastor hey, Blade, Brenton. Why did you tell us about yourself? Okay, I don't want to talk about you. Are you? I think you should do the introduction. Otherwise, when I do the introduction, I go big. So <laughs> you, you, you do your introduction. Who's Blade Abel when he's not behind the mic? Um, Blade Abel when he's not behind the mic uh, is a university student. To be honest. <laughs> okay. At this point in time, I'm studying human physiology at Tux, um, and that's basically my life at the moment. <laughs> Well, I think we can do I better than that. I think okay, we can do better than change. that. I just really think change. so. <laughs> this evening, we are so blessed, heading all the way from the United States of Centurion, with us a young man inspired by God. His name isn't only Blade Abel; he is a planet shaker. Wherever he goes, he moves the foundation of the enemy. The enemy has no foot to stand on when Blade Abel is in the room. He's currently studying at the University of uh, Pretoria, Turkey, as we know it. And um, if all goes well, he will be transferring over to medicine. How can you imagine how much lives he will reach there? Blade is the proud son of David and Jemima Abel. He's the brother of Sarah and Zephany Abel. He's also the boyfriend of Rebecca Talyard. Uh, that of course is his girl. He's an awesome child of God, and that is what stands out the most of him, ladies and gentlemen. Is it a bird? No. Is it a plane? No. Who is it? It is Blade Abel. Come on, give it up. <laughs> that is how you do it. Well, anyway, now, pe- like now people know who you are. Yeah, yes, I okay, so. okay, cool. Okay, um, yeah, okay. We just needed hands. <laughs> anyway, I'll get that on YouTube later for us. <laughs> okay, Brendan, what's our topic? Well, the topic for tonight is it's actually a question: Are you faithful to your salvation? Well, no. You should you should expand. At university, where it is tough to do so with the woke agenda. Yes, that is why we have played here tonight. Uh, there's a lot of students 
there's a lot of people in general. I'm just going to have my mic on your fader for in case you say stuff you shouldn't because the, the stuff that's happening at university, <laughs> it is. But Brenton, sorry, I know this sounds weird, yes. but I should have a fader on my hand on my own fader because yeah. th- things have gone so woke. Mm, There's yeah. stuff we can't really even mention on air That is like second norm I'm not going to mention the name of a specific university That made an announcement mm. That all the signs in front of the bathrooms Are now being removed Everything is unisex Ish. I don't know if it's like that with your place already or not uh, There's male and female bathrooms But there's a few places around campus Where it's gender neutral bathrooms so. Alright Okay anyway continue with your with Okay your so the thing is in general A lot of people's Walking away from their faith and so forth Because the Bible says so in Matthew 24 verse 10 And in 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 But 70 to 80% of students now They are walking away from their faith And my question to you is How did you remain or what inspires you To remain faithful in your salvation When you were in school And now that you're in university how do you remain faithful in that? That's a very good question, Pastor Brenton. Uh, to be honest, with me, um, there's not only one answer. There's multiple ways that, by God's grace, I can see Him in my life. With the people around me, they not only inspire me, but also help me, and they encourage me to stay focused on God. I think that's a major thing. Um, if I didn't have my one friend, Ryan, at university, who is also a Christian, it would have been very difficult because if you get so surrounded by people who have different opinions or different ideas of religion than you, it very easily and very quickly takes you away. So one thing that I definitely had was I looked for the right type of friends or the ones that could also help me to improve my my relationship with God. And then I think also with anything and everything, it's discipline. When it comes to reading the Bible or when it comes to anything, you have to be disciplined in it. And also, I, I made this uh, agreement with myself recently where uh, you have to be consistent. Because I know like <laughs> with Christianity, not even with Christianity, with a relationship with God, you have to read and pray. Read your Bible and pray. <laughs> mm. But the thing is, as soon as I said, okay, I'm just going to skip today, that day turned into two, turned into three, <laughs> and so on and so on. So I think a major thing for me was just making an agreement with myself that I need to be consistent with not only biblical stuff but with everything I do. I want to I want to I want to chip in here because I want to I want to I want to throw something in your direction that's um, it it may be seen as very controversial but just hear me out. Um, there's this old saying that I want mommy to know what I want mommy to know. Now now teenagers that. That, that prefers living in sin, that prefers doing ungodly things, will never tell their parents in detail how bad things are. We read in social media, we read in the news, we read on, on, um, on everywhere, we read about how, how, how woke the world has, has become. Um, we read how it becomes more challenging for us to honor the word of God if it comes to what God's intentions were for marriage. According to, according to um, me who operates on these levels, who, um, who've got contacts at these universities, who work with people at universities, I know how bad it is. I don't think parents and grandparents truly know how woke it is. Are we, are we over-exaggerating? Are we, are we far-fetched? Are we, are we blowing things up out of proportion? 
or is it really woke where, where you move around on campuses and stuff like that? So I can definitely say that it is woke. Um, but the thing is, it's not like everywhere you walk, everybody's... A, I don't know if I can say this, but... No, don't. Okay. Rather <laughs> choose your words carefully. Uh, it's not like everywhere you go, everybody's woke. The thing is, you'll see maybe in where I am in campus, there's about four or five people who have uh, different... Beliefs and agendas yes. as us. Yes, yes, sir. But the thing is, as I said, everybody has different religions and stuff at, um, at campus. It's very vast, very, very v- much variety. <laughs> and also, you can definitely see there is a lot of woke people um, with the relationship they have with other people, etc. Well, we got a very special WhatsApp that just came in. The WhatsApp said, Woohoo! This is Rebecca. Yeah, go, Blade. Blade, do you perhaps know who that listener is? Uh, so that's my beautiful girlfriend, Rebecca. Oh, your beautiful girl. I didn't ask you whether she's beautiful or not. <laughs> I simply asked him, Who is it? This beautiful girlfriend, Come Rebecca. On. Come on. Okay, hello, Rebecca. Um, it's nice to hear you. Oh, give him a shout out. The number is 0826572729. I've expected the Abel family to jump on board and send us stuff already. I can't believe they haven't. 0826572729. Okay, Brenton, next one. Go for it. Okay. Uh, in Philippians 2, it talks about you need to work out your own salvation. Here's my question for all of us, not only for you, Blade. It says, work out your salvation. My question is, should it be inside or should it be outside? Because I believe you should work out your salvation outside because the Bible says, now that you've known my instructions and you're obeying them, you're going to have to work out that salvation. Blade, you, you are one of the, the youth leaders. You're actually the youth leader. You have a few of them that's with you. What would your your advice be to work out your salvation when you're in youth and when you're outside of youth? Oh, okay. Um, sorry, so when you say that, you mean like what is, how do I... How do you remain? How do you oh, work okay. out your own salvation? Because the thing is, you can tell me you're saved. People are going to like, oh, I hear you're saved. But you don't look saved. Okay, yes, sir. I understand. Uh, Let me put it like this way. An orange, when you squeeze it, right? Orange juice come out. Yes, yes, sir. But if we think about it, when a person look at the orange, they see the skin. But when that orange is squeezed, us as flesh, our emotions come out more. And so forth. So, like with you specifically, how would you work out your salvation inside and outside? Inside youth and outside of youth. So to be honest, I feel like um, your Christianity or your religion or my relationship with God inside and outside of youth should be the same. Um, because if my if I work out my relationship with God on two different levels, outside of youth and inside of youth, that's kind of hypocritical in my opinion. Come on. Mm. But in saying that, I also want to say like, um, when you go outside of youth, or even inside of you, don't shove down your opinion on other people. That's exactly what everybody else is doing. Then you're just as good as everybody else. The thing is, you have to show everybody your your relationship. It's not even a religion, it's a relationship. Mm. You have to show everyone that your relationship with God is not one that should be shoved on everyone else. It's one that everybody sees automatically and they're like, wow, I want that. 
So I feel like when we work out our faith or our um, relationship with God, it should be consistent, whether inside or outside of youth, um, by your values, by your principles, by basically everything that you follow for yourself. You need to make sure that if what you do in youth, you don't lie, you don't gossip, you don't do anything like that in youth, it should be the exact same thing outside of youth. Mm. And once you do that outside of youth, people will also see that. People will see, wow, okay, this guy is not gossiping. Why is that? Yeah. And then you'll maybe, you know, they can relate it to, oh, okay, he's a Christian. He is, has a relationship with God. And that's personally my opinion. You shouldn't have two different types of relationships or um, worked out type of faith inside or outside of youth. Mm. You know, it's very ironic. Very, very ironic. I find it very ironic. A person, or let's say there's a group of us now, there's a group of us and a stranger walking here. Isn't it very ironic? You get these people that say, oh, you sound like you're connected to that person. Oh, you sound like you come from that church. Oh, you sound like, you know, so forth, so forth, so forth. But isn't it sad that when somebody comes in, shouldn't they say, that person sounds like he has a relationship with Jesus? Instead of, you know, those places and so forth. What, what do you think? Yeah, but can I, can I take this little step, step further? Please um, do. And, and, and yes, it's going to sound like I'm differing from you. Let me just give it a bit of context, okay? Mm. Um, as you know, you guys operate close to me. Mm-hmm. You know that I had the privilege of interviewing Michael W. Smith. Yeah. Um, uh, you said now when you, when, you, when you can hear someone as close to Jesus. Mm. My father always used wise words. My dad said, preach the gospel and if needed, needed use, use words. words. Yeah. Now, let me, let's get back to Michael W. Smith. When Michael came into the room with our interview and our conversation, the moment he walked through the door and he walked and he went to go sit on the chair, without Michael having to say a word, I sensed the Holy Spirit. Come on. His aura, his everything that Michael W. Smith is, his posture, mm. his everything, was Jesus before he even had to open his mouth. So that's why I say I wanted to give it context before I just ask the question, shut up, because it may seem like I'm differing from you. Mm. But, but shouldn't people be, be able to see Jesus in us even before we open our mouths? That, that, that's the truth because um, when we, I, uh, I had a brunch on Sunday, I mean Saturday with this amazing couple I know, and we were sitting down and we were like, it's almost July, you know, and it's like, um, no, it is July. To the first, yeah. and I'm like, we we are, we are going to say it is almost the end of the year, and all of this stuff. And I just said to the couple, you know what? I'm going to start saying, it's not only the end of the year; it's closer because Jesus is coming. We're going to say no, the year is going to come, and so I'm going to like, no, Jesus is coming. And and this waitress, but she never heard our conversation. So when she came, we kept quiet because it was very noisy and the, the couple that was there, they know about my hearing. And the lady looked at us and she's like, she just started smiling. And we were like, what, what, what could it be? And that what it was, she just felt this like this joy and we were like, 
you know, thank you for being here. Thank you for serving us. In all. She just knows herself that we are not part of the world. She just knows herself. And even when, I, when I'm with people, before I meet people or before I counsel people, my prayer request is all the time this. Holy Spirit, whenever I go to people, they must not know me or encounter me. When I leave, they must talk about you. They mustn't talk about Brenton. Mm-hmm. And every conversation I have with these people, then like, I, I experience him. I, and it's because he's the most important person, not me. Because um, I told you this before. When a woman sees you, she must see Jesus through you. Mm-hmm. And when, when a man sees a woman, he must see God through her because then he will see her as God's daughter. So it comes back to that thing. How do you present Christ? Do you present Christ with your words or just being born again? Yeah, something very profound in the chat that we had with Michael was Michael said sometimes he goes from one country to the next next country, from one stage to another, to this, to this, to this. And his personal assistant is a man mm-hmm. and he travels everywhere with Michael. Okay. And he was instructed by Michael that before you walk through doors, take me by my shirt and hold me back. Before people see, see me, hold me back. And look me in the eyes and tell me, remember, when people see you, they need to see Jesus. Sure. He says, and then he sometimes pause a moment. Mm-hmm. He asks himself the question, what am I doing when I walk through these doors? Who am I representing when I walk through these doors? Am I representing my tiredness? <laughs> and... Then he takes a moment and he says, all right, let's do this. Posture, posture, posture is everything to Michael. Because he says just by your shoulders or your face, yeah. you can tell someone that you're not really into this interview right now, but you were supposed to be in this interview, but you don't really want to, but you get paid to do this. And then he says the, the whole thing starts on the wrong foot. And maybe God wants to use that interview to reach someone's life. Mm. But because of your posture and your attitude... You've just pushed him away. Blake, let's get back to you. Um, what's the great challenges that you believe university-bound students experience on campuses? Um, I think the main thing would be a peer pressure. There's, um, especially close to the University of Pretoria, there's definitely there's bars, there's clubs, there's all of those stuff that's obviously everybody's going to, and then you there and you hear about everybody going Sometimes people invite you and stuff like that. But then the major thing is just peer pressure. Everybody's pushing their agenda and what they want you to come do with them onto you. So that's the main thing for me that I've experienced. How, how challenging has it been for you personally? Um, personally, it's been pretty challenging because you already have all of this work of university. It's the first time coming to university and everything like that. And then already these people come to you and it's like let's do this let's do this and you're like whoa i'm just trying to stay in uh trying to catch up or stay on par with all of my work and all of these people are coming to you with all of these other stuff well i think you're doing a pretty good job if i read this message that says shout out to our awesome sunblade able we are super proud of you and you stand out for jesus continue to shine um where god has planted you we love you dad and mom uh-huh. there's another one that says shout out to blade able you are doing a great job from your sisters your cousins and your auntie sam that of course from sarah yeah. um your sarah of course also 
a veterinary science student. If I'm not mistaken, Blade, she's done with her exams and she's in hospital now, right? Yes, yes, sir. She's so she's a, she's a doctor now. <laughs> yes, basically. Yes, so sir. you should call her Doctor Sarah. <laughs> hey. We were discussing that actually, yes, sir. Is it why? <laughs> <laughs> she was saying that she doesn't want people to call her doctor. <laughs> Yeah, what's up, Doc? Anyway, <laughs> who did that? Wasn't it um, Bucks Bunny? Bunny uh, what's up, Doc? With a carrot. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to give her a carrot. <laughs> anyway, like I said, uh, like I said. Uh. All right, we're going to take a small break and um, uh, watch this space very shortly. We'll also be hearing uh, this uh, awesome individual's voice here on Filling the Gap. I'm not going to say too much yet. I am going to say. All right, so this is actually quite cool. We've got a series of WhatsApps coming in here. Uh, there's an awesome WhatsApp that just came in that we do think that the able kid is a kind of a special sort of a young man proud of you but then there's another one that says when jock says he's still waiting for the lawn to be mowed blade able what is this what is this dude you haven't she, you haven't got a ring on the finger yet you should be working for her that is true yes so, so why isn't the lawn mowed yet <laughs> That is a good question. I am not sure. I'll get you that, Um Jacques. <laughs> well, Um Jacques, if it doesn't happen, you just uh, send me a WhatsApp. I'll name and shame and call him out <laughs> right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM. All right, Rebecca, so you got to help him there. Mow the lawn. Mow the lawn. Um Jacques just wants to make sure that you can mow the lawn one day when... Okay, anyway. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Please. Then we also have, yeah, MJ Mataba. That says Mbata. Um, Apologies. Good evening, Pastor. I am listening to you. Hello, MJ Mbata. It's so nice that you were tuning in. Blade, let me put you on the spot before so, well, Brenton asks you a few questions. How important or how open are you to negotiations if it comes to your relationship with your girlfriend? Uh, are you open to negotiations to discard certain biblical stuff and fit into the world and break certain rules for the sake of calling yourself a young man and allow your hormones to take over? Or, or are you, have you reached a personal decision on how you want to go about your relationship? I want to let me let me tell you why. I just want to give context because we've obviously got people that says, "Dwayne, why are you asking this question?" Um, if we say we've got a godly young man with us that's first year at university, these are the things that they are confronted with. Totally agree. These are the things that they are confronted with, and if someone is listening, I need them to hear what makes Blade a godly man. Mm-hmm. So answer that question. So for me, I. I think Rebecca and I have both made an agreement to stand by our faith and by our Christianity. And we both, I don't know how to explain it, but I think we both believe that whatever we do, God needs to come first as well. And we've both discussed this as well. Um, is this something you guys talk about? It is, definitely, yes, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, I know for me and for her, we both discussed and like within the first week of dating, we told each other like, that we not first, God is first. And then that, I think, already started the relationship in, in a good way because we both knew, okay, we're not going into this relationship just with each other. We're going into this relationship with God. Mm. And setting a relationship with that standard already right at the beginning, it set the pavement for everything else later on. And, and, and this is something that you constantly remind each other about? Yes, definitely, yes, sir. I think I think Brenton, if I can just if I just come in here working with with teenagers and working with kids in this, I, I often work with with young girls that says that 
Um, I'm so afraid that if I deny him X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. he won't accept mm-hmm. me anymore. And then if I'm not accepted, he's going to boot me. And if he boots me, I'm lonely again. And a lot of times people compromise their godly standards for being accepted. It's, taking, it's making things cheap. It's making, it's making, it's making things cheap. And, and that's, that's what, what's profound for me in Blade's answer yeah. is we, we constantly shy away from the word, from the word sex mm. as if it is something that came from the enemy. We are afraid to talk about it. But, but in, in Blade's case and in Rebecca's case, they have openly said, listen, this is meant for marriage and we are going to wait until we do it the godly way. Yeah. And I, I acknowledge the fact, and I know we've got parents listening this evening, but I would gladly welcome a relationship one day for my daughter where a godly young, young man sets the standard for that. And sets the standard for that's how we want things done. And they've got to be in agreement together about it. So this is my angle. This is my angle now. Mm. How much university students are you aware of that makes this cheap? So um, being on campus almost most of the time, speaking to other people, you hear about a large <laughs> amount of stories. And the thing is, even, with, even though um, a lot of my friends friends they are christians you even hear about those christian friends who are doing the wrong things but for me personally if you already have to um going on what you said earlier sir about girls who's saying that if they say no if they're worried about their boyfriend or whatever you know rejecting them for me personally if you're worried about that you're already in a bad relationship if you're in a godly relationship or even if you're in a relationship that is based on Good morals. I don't mean to mean that in a wrong way, but already from that, you need to know that this is what I want in my relationship. This is what I need to do, and from there you go on in your relationship. So if I said that I only want to do sex after marriage, we both need to agree on that. And if Rebecca or if I didn't agree on that, there's already a no reason to carry on in that relationship because something's already so important, so important in in a relationship is already being disagreed upon. Oh. Seems to me like this young man's got things figured out. Now. I've got a, I've got a message, and um, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into this number or try and find out who this is because the person um, explicitly asked to remain anonymous. Um, this person said that my my daughter is also studying medicine, and at this specific university, I do not want to mention the name. the uh, The professor uses his platform as professor in class to push agendas. And my daughter stood up against this professor, yet all of the other students teamed up together and they reported my daughter to the dean. My daughter is facing consequences. Mm-hmm. But, but this professor uses his professor platform to push his own agenda. Like you, you nod your head all the time when I said something like that. Why? So with most of my professors as well, whatever they believe or whatever their religion is, they push it. So they don't really care about what other people think. They push their own agenda. Openly. Openly, yes, sir. And they talk about it openly. And you won't, you can't raise your voice against that because then they'll target you. Yes, definitely, yes, sir. How hard is it to sit in those classes? <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty difficult, sir. But that's why 
um, for me, I know what I believe in. And then if I can't do anything about it, I'd rather not do anything. <laughs> All right. Uh, not able to do anything without his help. And if I ask God to help me, I know that he's going to be there. And I know that he's going to enable me and give me his power and his strength. And so that's why I would say that all of my achievements that I got by God's grace is only by his grace and his grace alone. Can you share those achievements that you've achieved doing it godly? I'm talking about the achievements up until the white jacket. <laughs> from, from like what you just started now until Tometric. Can you just share those achievements? That you achieved um okay uh from okay so in 2013 i came to Antioch christian school mm-hmm. then that was the first year i came to school and i got by god's great social studies trophy for the highest mark in social studies mm-hmm. and then the next year after that um i <laughs> the main one i remember was getting junior student of the year from grade you are kind of remember it's grade three from grade four till grade seven mm-hmm and then when I went to the senior department, I got senior student of the year from grade 8 to grade 12. And then in between, I got academic trophies for getting the highest marks in a subject. For example, I think it was grade 11 where I got math. Um, grade 7 where I got word building. But in between, I got quite a few academic trophies. Blade received a total of 28 academic trophies over the span since 2013 up until 2002. Blade, 2022, Blade has received the Junior Student of the Year consecutively from 2013 all the way up to 2022. Blade was Antioch Christian School's first highest honors honorary white blazer um, student, um, which obviously then granted him access um, into the BSE faculty at the University of Pretoria with the possibility of stepping over uh, to medicine. Um, obviously, with all due respect, I had to intervene there um, <laughs> because I don't think he can remember everything. And Blade is setting the bar and the standard very high because there's only one specific person right now that can beat all Blades. Awards. It's that young man seated <laughs> over there. He's had, since he's been grade one, grade two, grade three, yeah. he's been junior student of the year, junior student sure. of the year, and the only person that ever had that record was Blade Eagle. And this is all done godly. Definitely, yes. It's a godly mindset you had. Mm-hmm. It's ironic. It's ironic that you mention it because Blade was never at all the parties at school, yet he was the most respected at school. He was never the the cool guy that did the smoking. Yes, everybody, I I won't use the words feared him, but everybody respected him. Yes. Um, Yeah, it sets sets the standard, right? And, And that is what God has done. Because you've done things godly and you wanted to do the way the Lord has taught you through your parents and through others and and the rewards has spoken itself mm. but the main thing when, when you put that jacket on there all i saw was god's hand but the mantle and this was one of the greatest rewards i've ever seen with my own eyes and and that is very profound and that is one of the reasons why you hear so that these people can hear from your side because we are always talking about Train up your children and all of the, you know, we bring you all these scriptures in, but we need to listen with our own ears from someone who does it mm. instead of just talking it. 
Because in James 1.22, it says there, be more of a doer than just a talker. Because then you are fooling yourself. And also working out your salvation. Working out your salvation is God's rewards on your life. And I hope every single one of us, the listeners, everyone here, and especially Brother D here at the bottom here sitting with us, let that uh, uh, drop into our spirit and let us digest in it. So don't stop doing it, man, because we have someone who's catching up here with you. Yeah, um, and and it's actually quite weird because Blade is not at school anymore. Hmm. But you would constantly hear people say, that's how Blade used to do it? That, that, remember when I said, I asked you guys last year and the year before, not what legacy are you leaving behind, what legacy have you started mm-hmm. for someone to follow? I mean to that. <laughs> yes. I think also I was trying to say, oh, I'm very grateful to my parents for the way they brought me up. Mm-hmm. And I know that without them, I definitely wouldn't be here today or where I am today. But I think also it's definitely a student's responsibility Mm. To be able to take what their parents have told them and actually put it into play. There we go. If you don't listen to what everybody says to you and you don't put it into your own life, unfortunately, you're not really going to get very far. Mm. But you also have to understand that whatever people tell you, I heard a very good saying the other day, is everybody has an opinion, but not everybody has a say. Make sure that the people that you are giving a say in your life want the best for you. And you, if you are giving them a say in your life, make sure that they want the best for you. And make sure that they're giving you the godly and the right advice. Because once you do that, you're going to succeed. You're going to do things God's way. You're going to, and God will bless you for doing that. Mm. And I think that's by God's grace what happened to me. Yeah. You, you know, um, I, I was reminded about this vision again about it. And, and I spoke to Danny Dapp also about it. And um, I even spoke to my mother, a few people who was close to me, and the vision was, I knew someone, right? I knew this person, I don't know the person's face, but I knew this person is just wrong. Doing everything wrong, saying wrong, loving in sin, doing all things. And all I just said is, I'll pray for that person. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. that person in prayer. And boop, I had this imagination where it was judgment day. The cue to heaven and the cue to hell. And I'm standing in this queue, enjoying this queue in heaven. But all of a sudden, I hear this question from the queue in hell. And this person has asked me this question. Hey, bro, why didn't you tell me when you saw me? Mm. And I woke up and I'm like, what? I, I don't even want that to ever happen to me. That is why I'm like this with the gospel. If somebody's eating the wrong, go to them, but don't tell them about what they're doing wrong, just share the truth with them because the truth is the most important thing. Like um, we were talking about our opinions, it doesn't really matter, but mm-hmm. what the word of God is, is the final say. And like what Pastor Chris said, share the gospel and only if needed, use words. Yes, what is like you in university, not only in a place where I work, but wherever I go, are we doing that because... If that person could ask me in that queue, what is the father going to ask me? Mm-hmm. I don't want God to ask me anything. I want God to say straight up, well done, my faithful servant. That's the most important thing to me. It brings me so much joy that the father is waiting for us in heaven and he's going to say, well done, my faithful servant. Yeah, this is very ironic. Um, could, we, could we for a, just for a moment stand still and ask ourselves the question why we were created? We've We've 
we've focused and we've emphasized so much why angels were created. Mm-hmm. The angels around the throne. They were created to worship God. Mm-hmm. They literally stand all day long and they just, hallelujah, Yahweh, 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 all day long. We are created to love Jesus. Yes. And how do we love Jesus? By feeding his sheep. Mm-hmm. So, for me, that's very profound because, Dwayne, I can't do ministry whole day long. I need to work to earn a salary. Yeah, you are correct. But why can't you work and earn a salary while you're busy feeding the sheep of Jesus. It's in Colossians 3. Why can't you make a phone call to a very strategic business person and make an appointment and just before you say goodbye, say, and you, but Wayne, our company policy says we're not allowed to do any religion stuff. Okay, then don't do religion stuff. Happiness comes from the Lord. Joy, Joy. comes from the Lord. So I don't have to say, Jesus loves you. But I can end the conversation, you know what, man? just before I say goodbye to you, um, you must have an amazing day. Come on. And I hope um, that you are so blessed in your day. And I hope that I can bring a smile to your face and I hope you can do the same with someone else. Spread the love, brother. Why not end the conversation like that? If your company's policy says you can't talk the gospel, talk around it. <laughs> talk joy. <laughs> talk hope. Talk passion. So why can't you... Feed the sheep of Jesus while you do your day-to-day stuff? Mm. Sorry, just a rhetorical question, but I think it's a valid question. Uh, the, the answer is in the Bible with that. In Colossians 3, we see, work for the Lord wholeheartedly, whatever you do. So, yes, she just she loved men. Mm. Like, hey, Blake, you got this, man. Stay amazed. Because one day that person's going to like, why? I will never forget it. Uh, a grade 5 student. Um, normally when it's interval, I spend time with them outside, just talk and play around and so forth. And um, the th- grade three was on the way back to class. And like, bye, sir. And I'm like, bye-bye. How are you, sir? Now I'm blessed. And the student is standing just like this. arms oh, And I'm like, what's wrong? It's so unfair. I'm like, what? You're always happy. You're never upset. And then I just said, but the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. But it's also a choice. Yeah, that's what I said. I have to, and then she asked me, "Why are you so happy?" I said, "Because God gave me breath today to to glorify Him in whatever I do." And it's like, "Oh, okay, I'm also going to be happy." <laughs> and that was the fun part about it. Why does she want to remain happy? Because I told her the truth. God gave us breath. Well, guess what? We are not. At any workplace where we are not allowed to talk the gospel. Come on. We can talk the gospel right now. <laughs> so, Blade, by the looks of things, looking at the social media and at the messengers that came in, um, you've got extremely proud people surrounding, um, surrounding you, people that's proud of you. And I want to remind you, and this sounds like I'm negative, I'm not. I want to remind you, the scripture says that one day God wants to look at you and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, I've got no doubt that you're going to go on and be successful. I've got no doubt on that. I am going to pray for you and I'm going to urge you to re- to re- remain strong. It's not he who starts the race, but it's he who finishes the race. Push through on your beliefs. Push through on what you stand for. Push through with the, the decision that yourself and Rebecca made. I think that is so godly in the world that we're living in right now. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be proud to call you my son. Um, um, and I'll be proud to have you date my daughter. Uh, just because of the way 
your Christian beliefs are. Um, so it's not who starts the race, it's who finishes. Yeah. Okay? And run the race in such a way that you one day can be in a position where God can say, well done, my good and faithful servant. I think that'll be pretty awesome. Pastor Brenton, yeah. we've got um, two minutes left. Is there anything you would like to say? Would you like to quickly pray for Blade? I would actually like Blade to pray. To please pray for the youth that listening okay. and the parent that is also listening because I sense it in my spirit that parents are like, oh, I wish my son could be that and so forth. Just pray. I know you have some prayer hidden up in your Yeah, spirit. he's got it. He's got yeah. it. And, you, and you've got a minute. So yeah, okay, go yes. for it, Blade. Okay. <laughs> Um, thank you, Father God, for this lovely day. Thank you, Father God, that we could all be here today and for this opportunity that I can be here on radio with Sir Dwayne and Pastor Brenton. Father God, I come before you and I pray, please, Father God, that each and every one of us who is in school or who is in university and who is trying to stay in a good relationship with you, Father God, that you would give us the strength and that you would give us the ability, Father. I pray, please, Father God, that you would help us to stay strong and to stay in touch with you, Father God. And I know that it can be hard, Father God, but that's why we need to keep the strength and we need to read our Bible and we need to do our part, Father God, so that we can feel you. And I pray, please, Father God, that you'd help each of the parents, each of us, each and every one of us, Father God, who's listening, to just feel your presence, Father God, in everything that we do and help us to show everybody around us the presence that you have put in us. And we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, Father God, for everything that you've done in our lives. And I pray, please, Father God, that you'd help us to continue to succeed and to push and to just do our best in everything that we do. Because we know that when we do our part, you do yours. And we thank you, Father God, for everything. In Jesus' holy and mighty name. Amen. Amen. That is uh, the way that we say goodbye to you this evening. And remember, every first Monday of the month, myself and Brenton Jerome will be right here on Radio Pulpit 657 AM, your daily companion. On behalf of myself, uh, this amazing godly young man, uh, Blade Abel, Brenton Jerome and uh, DeAndre, our way, Scribi way. To my young boy with us, we greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ.